0: Welcome to Amazon Legends, where we have real stories about making it big on Amazon. Our guests are CEOs of large companies and entrepreneurs who became power sellers, also providers specializing in helping sellers, aggregators that acquire sellers, and former Amazonians will give us an insight from behind the scenes. Here is your host, Nick Urasin. Hello, everybody. Welcome to another episode of Amazon Legends. My next guest today uh, has an interesting story about how he got into it. So uh, he's a former Amazon seller, and he was going about doing his thing, you know, bumbling along. And then at an event, he was one of those events where you go, you have different panelists. And one of the panelists asked a question to the audience and said, anybody who answers this is gonna get a free coaching call for me. So guess what? He's the one who gets the answer and he gets the coaching call which turns out to be a whole life-changing event for him because he ends up getting hired by the the because the panelist was the owner of the company. it's an agency, a full service Amazon agency that focuses on private label sellers. So he gets hired today. He is an account director at My Amazon Guy, which is a full service Amazon agency. They work with over 300 clients uh, in multiple categories. So uh, it pays to go to these conventions and, and, and answer these questions because you never know what you're gonna get. So when he's not working, uh, he loves playing with his two daughters and uh, also he's a runner and one other interesting thing about him and those who are watching this on youtube will see right behind him he has vinyl records so he collects vinyl records so with that everybody meet my guest francisco uh valadez uh, welcome to the show francisco thank you very
1: much nick uh, pleasure to be here with you and your audience
0: well what was i accurate with your story
1: yeah, that was uh, very accurate, and uh, I'll I'll just give a little bit more context uh, about that. But yeah, so I've been involved with e-commerce for a while. I'm I'm 40, and I've been involved with e-commerce since probably late 2000s, um, and um, Amazon starting to be a regular part of what I was doing um, several years ago. And as many of uh, your, your, audience, your audience that are listening, Amazon gets complicated very quickly. Yeah. And I started to struggle and I went to look for resources. Um, so uh, naturally YouTube is a, a very um, good resource for everything. <laughs> There's almost a video about everything on YouTube. And there I met, um, at least from the video perspective, Stephen Pope, the owner of my Amazon guy, owner and founder of my Amazon guy. So uh, I started to follow the channel, um, the content they, they were putting out. Um, and um, there was a webinar by Smart Scout, uh, I believe, or AMZ Scout. Uh, there was a webinar, um, I think it was limited to 40 people. So I submitted my request to join the webinar. I was in, forty people cap and Steven gave an awesome presentation about SEO and the importance of SEO. Um, uh, how not SEO is not a set it and forget it thing. So uh, I was really engaged with uh, in in the webinar, and he, one of the things he he. Discussed about is the alt text in the A plus content images. So um, the correct answer is 100 characters of alt text per image, and that's a good, very good real state opportunity uh, to try out different words. And the 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 the, re- the way he came up, the agency came about uh, understanding the importance of alt text is. Uh, In one of the listings uh, of his own brand, he put one word in Spanish, just one word. And 24 hours later, the listing was indexing for that word. So we knew that Amazon was taking um, those, uh, that alt text into consideration for the algorithm. And by the end of the webinar, he said, okay, what's the maximum allowed character limit for alt text? And I answered very quickly, uh, I got a coaching call uh as a surprise with him, which was incredible because i uh, I thought that I was gonna fix everything um that I was struggling with two days later or three days two, yeah two days later, we jump into the coaching call by minute number six uh we fixed what I had to fix and he told me like okay, you have me for twenty four minutes more? What do you want to talk about? And we started talking about e-commerce, Amazon challenges, so forth. And um, by the end of the call, he said, hey, uh, I'm hiring. Would you be interested in joining the company? And I said, of course. Uh, four days later, I was starting February 26th. I was starting my first day on my Amazon guide. And uh, you said it right. It's been a life-changing experience uh, professionally and personally speaking. I'm very vocal about it in my LinkedIn. Uh, I share all the the, 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 the different uh, experiences that I've had in the, in the company. So uh, going back to your question, was it accurate? It was 100% accurate. And thank you for having me here in, in,
0: in your podcast. Oh, it's my pleasure. So I want to ask you the, the main question that I have in mind. But before that, uh, you mentioned alt text. So for the listeners' benefit, let's now address that a little bit. So this is you are referring to the alt text for the A plus content images, right? Correct. So A plus content is not indexed by Amazon, right? But the alt text content is indexed, right? Yes, however, we always
1: recommend to have at least 1500 words in the, alt, uh, uh, in the crawlable text part of the A plus content. So A plus content has images and has text. Some A plus content uh, in, on Amazon will not have crawlable text. So the easy way to, f- to, to see if you have crawlable text or not is try to highlight the text And if you can highlight it in your computer, you know it's crawlable. If the text is an overlay in an image, that's part of the image and that's not, um, um, it's not gonna be indexed for. However, Mm -hmm. crawlable text does have SEO value. And the alt text, which is the uh, space or the opportunity that Amazon gives you to describe the image, it's also indexed. And and that was the the test we, well, Steven did in the agency back then about putting Spanish words, words in Spanish. uh, And then that word would be indexed um, in 24 hours or so. So that's why it's very important to rotate your alt text in all the different images, because that's a great opportunity to increase the listings um, SEO and, add relevant words to your uh, brand, category, or reason.
0: Let's take a listing. And if you don't have A-plus content, what you have is product description, right? Yes. So when you post A-plus content, then the that replaces the product description. Description doesn't show up anymore, right? Correct. So my question to you is, this is another little thing that I the answer to but I'm not getting I don't really know because people answer different if you put product description product description does get indexed by Amazon right? Yes So if you put A plus content as well as product description even though the description does not get displayed does it still get indexed? So I think that's a good question.
1: And and I would love to get back to you on that, Nick. But what what I've seen is, if you have product description live, we know it's indexing, and you create an A-plus content for whatever reason, Uh, there could be a keyword or a search term that is not allowed in that uh, crawlable text in the A-plus content. So the A-plus content can either get rejected and you have to go back and change that. So we know right. they're checking for, for that. Or also you ca- it can get approved and then the listing completely gets yanked because there was that compliance thing in the crawlable text. So my take is that both the product description and the crawlable text within the A-plus are uh, valuable SEO assets in, in a listing. Which one of those has greater um, importance on the SEO um, um, ranking ladder? Uh, That I need to get back to you, that's a good question. But um, you can easily check when uh, you add different keywords, uh, either in the product description, the A plus content, crawlable text, or the alt text. And if they start, uh, if the listing gets um, indexing for that keyword you we know that it has
0: seo value so okay. yeah yeah because this is always a question the the a plus content now they have premium a plus correct so that's even uh, become more uh, complex but um i had one of the former amazonians on the show uh, her name is danette may for anybody listening if you want to check her episode Uh, Danette made. Danette was, she worked for Amazon for many years and she helped write several policies. So I asked the question about A plus content to her. And my Mm -hmm. question was, what is the value of A plus content in terms of the search indexing for for Amazon search? What she told me was the A plus content does not get indexed for keywords, but it does get indexed by Google. So she said, I would definitely recommend putting your A plus content because you will now be receiving external traffic because of, it. Uh, but Amazon, it does not impact Amazon rank with keyword. However, she said two things, the alt text, For the images, they do get indexed. She said one more thing. The widgets that Amazon has that you can make part of the A-plus content, they get indexed. Apparently, those Amazon widgets get picked up. So there is a lot more to what people usually use A-plus content for. And obviously, you know, you got your life-changing experience because you got one uh, the answer, uh, right? But there is a lot more to this. And I I would really uh, be curious to find out what kind of an impact the premium A-plus content is bringing.
1: Yeah, so I'm going to push back a little bit there, Nick, and I'll tell you why. So what we found that um, it's indexed by Google is the meta description of the brand store. We know that for sure. So that's different. Uh, I can guarantee you that we've seen A plus content being indexed on Amazon. And just, I I don't know that uh, the the lady you spoke to, uh, um, but what I have seen from our experience of dealing with Amazon representatives and people that have either worked before on Amazon on that is that um, usually the, um, policies change so quickly and change so frequently that what is working or what is valid today in a month could be different and the results could be different. That's why we're always testing. We're always adapting because we know how important, uh, experiments are. And, uh, that's one of the things we we love to do because that way we can keep keep up with Amazon and, and know exactly what's going to work.
0: Yeah. Well, I mean, uh, look, you're right. Everything changes all the time and what is no longer allowed today is allowed or what nobody knew about today is suddenly. So uh, my recording with her was probably at least six months ago, if not a little bit more, maybe. Uh, so, possible. Uh, yeah. Uh, so, you mentioned something else, also very valuable. You said it's beneficial to have 1500 words in the, your A plus content as text, right? At least. Yeah, at least. Yeah. So, uh, I believe uh, the
1: cap is 2000. Um, mm-hmm. So, we want to have between 500 and 1500 words. Uh, just to give more SEO juice and help you also describe the brand or the product in a more uh, uh, clear and, and, and better way for the customer. Because A-plus, uh, at the end of the day, is going to help you with SEO, but the really powerful um, uh, value of A-plus is for conversion. Uh, right. We know exactly. that people love to see A-plus. Uh, now with Premium A Plus, you can even put use videos, have wider images. Uh, it's just a more complete experience for the customer to help with a purchase decision,
0: mm-hmm. and
1: that's that's a real value uh, from what we've seen. So, tell me one more time
0: about what Google indexes. The brand stores meta description. Uh, brand story, the brand story part no, of the brand, uh, no, brand store,
1: brand, brand store.
0: store. I the see the brand okay. store meta description. Correct. Okay, so Google indexes the brand store's meta description. Correct. And that will bring you obviously external traffic. Yes. Okay. Cool. Okay, these are very valuable, and there's so many little things, isn't it? I mean, it's, it's always the case, and and those little things make a big difference, especially you know when it hits some of the keywords that are important to you that uh, have volume and things like that. Correct. All right, so so tell me when you and I discussed, you know coming on the show and everything else. Um, yes. I ask you uh, tell me something you're doing very well right now. So uh, share with us what is your strength that you can share with us.
1: Sure, um, market share. Market share is something that we as an agency have focused really heavily on for the last, for the past months, because we see either a decrease in search volume uh, for keywords, that means that customers are um, focusing on probably saving a little bit more money and they don't want to buy more stuff, or um, the amount of competitors that are joining the space is growing and growing and growing. And every, every day that goes by is more difficult to get and more expensive to get market share on Amazon. That's, that's a fact. So uh, we drive our strategy to protect and increase the market share where it's more relevant for the brands and the products. And where uh, at the end of the day, uh, the seller is gonna be more profitable um so that's something that we love because um we have so many data points that we can use uh to to hone our strategy and perfect our strategy for that specific seller uh and the be- the 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 better the market share we can uh protect and grow the better results overall um for the long term uh for the seller so
0: yeah. So when you write a business plan, one of the sections that you put in it is your competition and market, market data. So that is usually defined by, you know, whatever you are selling. Uh, Let's say you're selling coffee mugs. So you basically say, okay, 565 million coffee cups are sold every year. And and we intend to sell X percent of it. So that's how you define market share. But that's not what you mean by market share when you're selling on Amazon, right? So define what market share means when you are on Amazon.
1: Okay, that's a good good question. So um, from our perspective, there are two uh, types of market share. Uh, The first one, which is more traditional, it means uh, what's the purchase volume in a given category? Uh, what's the um, list or what's, what's the group of your direct competitors made of? And how much are you selling from that? So for that, we have tools, uh, but there are a lot of tools. Helium 10 is a great tool to uh, create market trackers and get a better sense of if a, a specific keyword or or category selling $100,000 a month on Amazon and you're selling $1,000 a month on Amazon for that group of, of relevant competitors and, and, and for that keyword, that means you have 1% of that um, uh, calculation, right? Um, every seller will have different ways of creating that market, but at the end of the day, uh, it's very beneficial to track that because you can get a sense of your of how you benchmarking Looks like for for your product against others, um, mm-hmm. the other side of what market share means is um, what percentage of one specific keyword, and how that your um, your asin or your brand are behaving across the purchase um, workflow for the customer, uh, going back from impressions, uh, clicks. Add to carts and overall asian purchases. That is something that we um, love, and that uh, now Amazon that is sharing the search uh, query performance data. It's something to to spend hours and hours analyzing and and using the data to better understand um, what's preventing you for getting more market share, or where are opportunities that you're performing very well and you're missing, um, you're basically leaving money on the table. So um, that's something we are very passionate about and we love um, analyzing.
0: Okay, so this is is exactly where I wanted you to go. I mean, you Mm -hmm. and I never choreographed this part, but uh, I was thinking because the concept of market share has completely shifted. Uh, so yeah of course it's one thing to have okay we are in the household supplies category and then we have 20 market share yeah okay but that can change overnight with especially with amazon so therefore yes. that definition of market share is if you like backward looking and uh, it, it's not really going to give you much but uh, what you settled on is exactly what i always advocate i tell people Amazon is not a marketplace of products. Amazon is a marketplace of keywords. So what you want to do is you want to identify a product that you can marry with a number of keywords and then retain your position on those keywords and you will get orders. So therefore you want to focus not on the product, but on the keywords that you want to dominate. So, and ultimately, obviously, whatever you are shooting for, the share of it is the market share. So you you ended up on the keywords. So what I want to do with you, and this actually is is, uh, going to be extremely exciting for us to do and also for the listeners, uh, is Let's now dissect that search query performance because this is available again for those who are not uh, familiar with it. If you have to be brand registered and if you are, you go mm-hmm. to your brand's uh, section analytics. menu and brand on your analytics. brand analytics right there on the home page, you're going to get the search query performance. I think you land there by default. Uh, they put you on that page. And on that page, what you are seeing Is really the progression of how you are getting business based on what keywords are being searched, that you are then getting share of the impressions that then turn into clicks. Clicks put you on, put the shopper on the product detail page. And then when they are on the product detail page, what percentage is clicking add to cart correct and then out of those that add to cart what percentage is and and uh is becoming an an order because people may add to cart but never complete the purchase and they will complete the purchase on the same day they may complete later Uh, i don't know how it is reported so if something is reported is completed down the road. I do that myself all the time. I see things and I just put it to cart, never buy it for weeks. So uh, I'd like to know how that translates into the report, but tell us uh, how you use the search query performance.
1: Yeah, that's a good question. So um, a term that Stephen Pope, our founder, and um, the company as a whole has been very vocal about is the ICAP uh, uh, funnel uh, using the search query performance, which stands for what you just described, impressions, clicks, uh, add to cards, and purchases. So what we want to do there is understand the correlation uh, between a given keyword and how the, the process is behaving uh, when you analyze from the impressions to the purchase. Uh, so first thing we want to uh, look at is the brand share or the ASIN share um, percentage share uh, of the overall impressions for a given keyword, right? So that means how many um, times your uh, listing is appearing, your ads are appearing for that uh, search volume. And then uh, we want to understand um, how many clicks are we getting from those uh appearances after that add to cards and then purchases
0: so-, so hold on i wanna i wanna dissect this yes because what i wanna do is i wanna talk about what to do in order to make things better so okay first first step is impressions right so first of all if you are seeing something on that page That means you are already appearing for those keywords, right? That's why they are showing. So the first step is how many impressions, in other words, in the whole Amazon universe, for that particular keyword, how many impressions were served, right? That's the first piece of information. And then they put the percentage right next to it, where what percentage of that total volume you have appeared in. Yes. How do you how do you increase your share of it? Okay, so
1: the best way to increase your share on that is using that search term in exact form in the most relevant places on your listing, like title, bullet, subscription, uh, and also doing a PPC uh, offensive um, strategy towards that specific keyword. Now, what we really want to ask ourselves there and the seller should be asking is, do I want to increase my impression share and is it profitable to my brand or my product to increase that? Because let's say um, that specific uh, search term uh, has a average cost per click of $15, which is not uncommon in the supplement category, right? Uh, if you're a small seller and you're a small Uh, brand probably spending that much money to gain a little bit more percentage of the impressions for that specific keyword. It's not going to be a smart move because uh, you can burn through thousands of dollars uh, trying to focus on impressions. Uh, So you really have to analyze if that is a good term for you and uh, how you're going to use that in your overall um, brand strategy. So for that, you move in to the next columns and try to analyze the correlation between um, clicks, add to cards, purchases, and the overall impression. So let's say we have a keyword where you have 0.0% of um, impression share, right? That's low, um, depending how you look at it, you have 0.5%, but Your conversion rate in uh, going looking at it uh, towards the purchases increases to uh, let's say 5% clicks, 10% add to carts, and 20% purchases. So that means that is a super powerful keyword for you. It's relevant, and that audience that uses that keyword is super relevant for your product. So you need to invest in traffic uh, because you have. A good conversion rate. You have um, overall good conversion. Uh, I'm going to say that again because that's that's exactly what we want. You have good conversion, and but you're lacking traffic. So that in that specific uh, example, it's worth spending more money to uh, increase your impression share. However, if that was the other way around, where you have a good impression share. Um, percentage but that percentage starts decreasing up to a 0.5 percent purchase rate Uh, that means you have a conversion issue so then you look at your pricing you look at your competitors you look at your images is there anything that is preventing my end relevant uh, potential customer from purchasing my product so that's where you get interesting where it gets interesting to really understand. What's, happen- what's going through the customer's mind and how you can u- address that by using the uh, search query performance data.
0: Okay. So can you share with us, based on your experience, and there's no science behind it, this is just based on you handling many accounts. Yes. What is a good share of the impressions before you really take it seriously and start to... uh, I know you mentioned about what it ultimately results in is is what drives the decision, but uh, you can't look at every single keyword. So before it becomes something, oh, you need to pay more attention to this, what is a good number to be looking for? That's
1: a good question. And I would say that it really depends. Uh, Every category, every keyword is different. So we have to be careful not to be uh, focusing on just super high volume um, keywords, because uh, that could uh, make your strategy um, just not really perform to your product and uh, and your brand. So you have to be really careful. As far as a good percentage of brand impression uh, I would say that anywhere from three percent upwards uh, is something that you pay attention to, and you would like to see increase. But again, it really depends. Um, uh, it's not going to be the same for a uh, auto part that it's a replacement, sure. uh, right? For a, an electric motor uh, than a supplement that addresses one specific um, uh, either illness or 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 one specific uh, disease that um, it's designed for, so it, it 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 really depends. And I know I know where your question is coming from because all of our clients ask that they want to know what does it look like. Like uh, we want to see a benchmark. We want to see, a, a, and and it's really hard to, or or it's not even a good idea to start comparing yourself um, to other companies because. It's a whole different uh, uh account it's a whole different formulation in case of supplements, but different products, different quality control different uh even um FBA, price points, uh, even, price price points price. even uh f b a metrics performance uh, uh there are yeah. many products that go out of stock and then you you know how it goes and and your listeners will be very familiar with the many things that impact a a good listing so it's really difficult, and I would recommend to your listeners not to be obsessing or focusing on um, benchmarking their products. Where, where we do want to be um, tracking information is the relevant market that, mm-hmm. um, that, that exists on Amazon for your product. Like I mentioned, the market tracker with Helium 10 or any other tools that can track that and the, the search
0: query performance data. Yeah. So as far as the search query performance report, the impressions, they include both paid and organic or just organic? Do you know what the numbers include?
1: Um, It's my understanding that they include both. Every sighting of that uh, um, keyword, uh, every hit uh uh actually the the amazon recently uh i think there's a, a statement there where they denormalized the calculation uh because before they were removing duplicates of uh let's say that i search for uh um, black pen in in my in my customer account and i searched that today and later today and tomorrow they would uh, action that some way, uh, or, or reduce the, the the data the hits from my uh, customer account to 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 not include those three um, queries that I did for the same product from my seller account in a given time. But I think now they uh, they're not doing that anymore. So every query is uh, has happened. Uh, but uh, that's a good question. If it's paid or, or 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 only organic, um I believe they're both. So it's the total. Yeah, because
0: uh, if you if you look at business reports, which happens to be one of my favorite reports, because it gives you the full picture, and business reports show uh, the the one I look at is the child skew level, okay, child acent level. So that shows sessions and you know and everything else but in sessions you're seeing everything so therefore you know whether it's paid or not it's session so i would i would i'm just guessing but i would say they show the paid as well as organic because each one is an impression right so then my question the follow-up question to that is you know sometimes on that same page your paid Sponsored listing appears, and then also you appear organically. So, does that count as two impressions?
1: That's a good question. <laughs> That's a good I question. I don't know the answer. I don't, uh, know the, I don't know the answer either to that.
0: Yeah. Um, I mean, it, it's a it, it's it would be because it does happen quite a bit, especially if you get Amazon's Choice badge. For all, I mean, you're gonna be on that page all the time twice so
1: yeah that's a a fair point i I don't know the answer to that um
0: yeah okay so what you what what i heard you say is if you want to increase your share of the impressions on a particular keyword you have to make sure that that exact term appears in your content especially title bullets And also you run PPC. So that's the action you recommend. Great. So now we move on to the product detail page. So because impression, uh, wait a minute, we're not there yet. So you showed up, you showed up more. The next one is the click-through rate, CTR. Correct. So how do you increase the click-through rate?
1: So uh, click-through rate... um... I would uh, I would I would say that we need to focus on the relevancy of that keyword, not just taking in account the impressions, but the relevancy of the keyword to your product or your brand. So um, the higher the relevancy of your product to that keyword, the greater the click-through rate it's going to be. Uh, if that's not working, then you have to look at uh, your PDP. Are, are you priced competitively? Are, is your offer, um, uh, I guess, is your offer up to par to the rest of the competitors? Because think about it. If you see an ad and you're not clicking on it, uh, there, there is a reason why you're not clicking on it. Uh, it's either because you don't like, it's not what you're looking for, which is the relevancy part that that I'm uh, referring to. Uh, It's probably too highly priced to what you're looking for. Uh, Again, looking at the prices or it's just a different uh, presentation of that product that you're looking for. For instance, if you want a pack of 10 pens and you see a listing or a PDP that is advertising one pen, you're not gonna click on it because it's not relevant to you, so that would be my. That would be a strategy. My, my what we would do is look at the relevancy of the keywords, which I think is the most important thing. Because if and, you're you, go ahead,
0: yeah, the relevancy by relevancy, you're talking about you looking at it and and saying, okay, this is relevant or not, or is there a score relevancy score that you see somewhere?
1: That's more using the data uh, that the reports on the ads console um, put out understanding where the breakdown is in terms of um, the CTR, where are you struggling to get better CTR? And and a simple thing that everybody can do is just get that search term, paste it on Amazon search bar, see what's uh, uh, coming up as results and understand if, is that, if that is a place where you should be advertising your product. And if the answer is yes, then what are you not doing that your competitors are doing um, or where you need to change or adapt your listing to uh, be more appealing to the customers?
0: Okay. So, okay. So what we're talking about is somebody searched for a specific term and a bunch of listings came up. So the question is, how do we get more people to click on the, on, on the listing so that they move on to the product detail page? So Correct. that's the CTR we're talking about. So, uh, and and what you are suggesting is, look at the search term in the search query performance report and, and decide whether or not you are relevant to that search term. And if you are, then you wanna make your listing, I guess the title, because that's what people are gonna see on that search results, make your title more relevant to that particular search term so that when people read it, they can say, okay, I wanna see more about this. Uh, How about the image?
1: That 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 is a, a, a very good one as well. Main image. Uh, main image is the most powerful creative asset in, on Amazon. Uh, as far as we can tell, uh, it's the main driver to um, click uh, or purchase, uh, get interest from the customers. So you're right. Uh, uh, main image is something to consider. And again, that's why it's important to look at what the search results are. For that specific uh, search term or keyword on Amazon, and understanding um, your competitors might be um, using the product's packaging in the background, right? Which is now um, more common. And if you have a nice packaging, it's probably going to get more clicks. And if you're not doing that and you have a simple, plain white um, background, which is supposedly the norm. but your competitors are using their packaging, Uh, you need to think about it and start testing. Uh, Probably create an A-B test um, for that main image and see if that increases
0: um, click-through rate. You know, just as you were talking, I just thought of an idea, and this would be cool if Amazon could implement this. Uh, And they could even charge for this extra. I would, uh, if I was Amazon. What if you could have the system serve up a different main product picture based on the search term? So you could easily map, you know, I mean, they already offer 12 different images, right? So they could say, associate with a specific keyword. It's no big deal, can be done. So whenever somebody searches, I mean you get to have X number. And then those would be your alternative main product pictures. And then when somebody searches, I mean, what do they want? They want best customer experience, right? What is better than showing the kind of picture that is directly relevant to a particular search term, right?
1: Yeah, that's a good idea. And 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 I would say that's the main image uh, A B test on steroids. Uh, Because imagine you could pick uh, the 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 B image that you want to test, and you could also add, uh, but only use it in this list of keywords. Um, I mean, that's a good idea. You should
0: pitch that to Amazon. (laughs) It's a good idea. I I, I just thought about it because you always, you know, I had a gentleman on the show. His name is for anybody listening. uh, Look up his uh, episode. His name is uh, Adrian. Uh, Adrian, Adrian Chernoff. Adrian Chernoff is an inventor and he gave the roadmap to innovative invention. How does one go about doing this? And and as you were talking, I just applied his methodology and his methodology is, is very simple. Imagine what you want to do, And imagine that there are no restrictions. You can do anything you want. And then go after it. And then start adding the obstacles that currently exist. So he says, basically, if you can just implement a solution that can deal with one of those obstacles, you are already going to be way ahead of everybody else. So I was thinking, what's the restriction today? Well, you, you just get to submit one main product picture. Forget the testing. Well, what if it was possible to associate multiple main product pictures with a keyword? And uh, it's, it's, it can easily be done, but it would be a huge game changer. Anyway. So, uh, hold on,
1: hold on. I just yeah. want to say something about what, what you uh, mentioned about innovation. Um, so my Amazon guy is a company that has grown exponentially uh, uh, before I joined and since I've joined so I've been witness of uh, incredible growth uh, in terms of uh, number of accounts number of employees uh, the, the the growth of the accounts uh, themselves and Stephen and now the company has a, a a a way of referring to innovation a little bit what you described, but what we say is just build a plane while while you're flying. And that, that accelerates everything because there's no excuse. There's no time to uh, second guess or uh, plan ahead. You just um, come up with ideas and execute. And sometimes uh, the execution is gonna be your roadmap to the strategy later on, but we are very hands-on company where we um execute uh first and then ask questions <laughs> so yeah, i yeah, think that's exactly. part of the success we, we've had as a company because now that's embedded in the dna of all the employees and you see re- really cool things getting um shared in in the company's uh, ch- uh slack channel and um dashboard comp- uh, email email etc because we we foster that innovation um from anyone anyone can 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 produce ideas so that that's a good that's a good comment that
0: yeah i mean i i i love doing things like this in in the sense that you know it it, look even if you do nothing and and something will always come out of it uh, but even if nothing comes out of it it's a it's a good environment to work in in terms of high energy productivity, and and most important, that energy, that's positive energy, rather than, you know, complaining about work and blah, blah, blah. It's much better to be complaining about something you're trying to achieve, but it's not happening. And then you, so uh, it, it's, it, it comes down to the culture in the company. And I, I always believe in high energy, you know, positive energy, and working on innovative solutions is always positive energy. So, yeah, uh, this would be great. I really want to dissect this, but we're not going to have time. Mm-hmm. I wanna, uh, I wanna ask you on the images because images, I believe, are key. What is your take on the main product image? Uh, using something what I call the image theme, like for example, you have the product itself in the picture, but somewhere in the picture. Totally in compliance with the Amazon TOS, but not a logo, but something symbolic of either what the product does or what's in it or anything like that, that becomes like a, a theme. And then you carry that theme across the board of all the images that just makes it stand out. It's nothing to do with the product. But it's a theme that's part of the picture. Uh, what do you do? You use that. What is what? What do you? What can you tell us about it? Uh, yes, we use that. And
1: again, it depends a lot on the product, the brand, um, what the brand wants to um, uh, communicate, how the brand wants to engage with the customer. But we we've seen that before. We've used that before. Uh, for example, if a supplement has Uh, ingredients that come from, let's say, uh, oranges, um, lime, and another citrus fruit, uh, and you add uh, an image of those three fruits um, at the bottom of the supplement bottle uh, to communicate better um, that, um, uh, yes, we use that, we test it, uh, we try to find out what's gonna engage better with the customer. But one thing that um, all sellers should always be doing is testing testing um, for new ideas, different settings. uh, Even it can be the supplement, or or I I don't know why I'm saying supplement so much, but it can be whatever you sell on Amazon with the packaging, without the packaging, different uh, positions, front facing, um in on an angle um you name it uh, because customers will always uh, react better or worse to ideas but it's important to keep uh testing um indefinitely um uh, yeah because that way everything's gonna make more sense and you're gonna be finding uh small uh we we, we tend to say that selling on amazon is is just like um f1 uh, racing where you, that one percent increment and the other one percent increment and the other one percent increment in the long term is gonna yield results and a better return on your uh investment
0: yeah exactly it, it, it's 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 so valuable it's all about incremental changes so things Correct. don't happen overnight things can happen overnight Something happens, and it teaches you. I, you know, anybody who listens to the show and who listened to episode one hundred one will hear my story. I did have things happen overnight, three nights in a row, (laughs) which put me in a really bad place. However, the long-term success comes from those incremental changes that you keep trying, especially the uh, new—well, not so new anymore as we record this show—the manage experiments. You know, where you can test different titles, different pictures. That's a big deal. Uh, You and I can go on for hours. We've done half of the search query performance. But those who listen, uh, now they have very good tips and uh, how to make use of it. If, if, If you're not using it, all of you listening, go ahead immediately, check it out. And then you've heard from Francisco how to increase your share on impressions. Uh, and how to increase your click-throughs so that you bring more people to your product page. And then what you do on the product page, that's another episode. So uh, so now, uh, uh, we've heard about your story joining My Amazon guy, but let's get to know you a little bit. So tell us about yourself and tell us first where you grew up.
1: Sure. Um, I grew up in a city called San Luis Potosí in Mexico. It's the geographical center of the country. We are about seven, seven hours away from the Texas border, just as uh, um, an added fact for perspective. We have uh, um, both the east and the west coasts at similar distances. And we are about a four-hour drive, uh, well, a five-hour drive uh, up uh, north from Mexico City, the capital.
0: So uh, you went to school there.
1: Yes, I went to school here.
0: And what? Tell us about your experiences growing up, because clearly you are—I mean, you were a seller yourself, so which means you were an entrepreneur. You decided to start a business. So connect the dots from us, from your childhood to becoming an entrepreneur. What? What was the the course? <laughs> sure.
1: Yeah, so um my dad is a endocrinologist uh, and he got his PhD from the University of Iowa in 1985 from 1985 to nine, 1987. So that was what my first experience in the US. We lived there um for a little more than 2 years and then we came back. My dad started his own practice um here and um i've always been eager to test out things do things uh, i've very uh, i've been always um i think i've always ha- have had uh drive high drive to to start things and 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 basically be an entrepreneur since i was young so um i started a few companies about 15 to 15 years ago right after I finished college. I, I worked for a few companies before, but then I started my own uh companies. Um, some of them were successful, um, some of them were not successful, so many lessons learned there. Um, and then like I said, I was uh I am involved with a shoe company here in, in, in Mexico that we designed and created uh for e-commerce. Um and I think we were um, ahead of time here in the country so um, Amazon started um, their Mexican incursion here um, around 2014 2015 so that caught my eye and then like I say um, I just fell down the rabbit hole and uh, one thing led to another uh, but but in reality um, right when covid hit that's when i really started um um eating breathing sleeping dreaming about amazon and um like i i mentioned at the beginning of the show i joined the com- my amazon guy in uh, exactly two years ago february 26 two years ago so, so it's all
0: during the pandemic yeah so what i want to know is where did that entrepreneurial approach come from? Because uh, I heard you mention as a kid you were always entrepreneurial. So, uh, were were there other entrepreneurs in the family? Um, not in the sense of the
1: not in the sense of uh, buying and selling um, products. But I believe my dad has been an entrepreneur all his life because he's always um, made his own decisions. Um, and, like I said, he started his own practice. Uh, so rather than going to work for a hospital or or working for an organization, he started doing his own uh, private um, practice. And I think that that example has always been. Uh, important for me so uh, So it's uh,
0: the independence the independence of being able to set your own course
1: yeah yeah i think that's a good way to put it um independence uh and and just the um like i said the drive to test out things and and create something
0: create something so but that's different than being in wanting to be independent. So, do you have anybody else in the family who is into creating things? Uh, no, I have three
1: brothers. I'm I'm the oldest one. Uh, all of them are very successful. They work for uh, big important companies. Um, but I think I've been always the odd part of the family, trying to to. Um, test out things on my own and, and, and and be the the
0: entrepreneur. So uh, that creative, so how did your parents take that? You being creative, different than your brothers, did they encourage or neutral or against, or how did that work?
1: No, always supportive, 100% supportive of everything that myself and my brothers want to focus on uh they've always been um very um adamant on us trying to figure out what we want to do and listening to that and and of course making sure we have an education and and that we 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 have some um, um resources uh but always trying to figure out what we want to do and they've always been supported
0: yeah i mean when you have parents like that you you almost owe it to them to pursue it right rather than convenient thing to do and then go get a job or whatever if you have it inside of you no i I, I totally agree um either case because
1: like i said my, my three brothers are really successful in what they do um and um it's just a matter of finding what um, speaks to you and what makes you happier and
0: um, yeah. where you want to uh, spend your time um exactly I mean I I remember I don't know uh, if you've seen the movie Goodwill Hunting remember yes. the movie old yes. movie yeah so yeah. There, is, there is a scene in that movie. so he's you know he's brilliant he's solving all these things. And Ben Affleck, you know, playing his friend. His friend, yeah. he's telling him, No, you have to do this. He says, You have to do this. Yeah. And he says, Well, you know, I, I don't feel like it. Why? I just want to do my thing. You know, you know, I, you know, I go work at the construction yard, and then you know, and then why he says, No. He says, Me, I have no idea how to do these things. I don't have it in me. But you have it in you, so you owe it to yourself to do it. with me, I'll never get there. But with you squandering this talent, even though you have it in you is is not okay. So uh, it's like that. so when you have when you mentioned that your parents were supportive and and, and everything else, I'm thinking, you know, when you have parents like that, you know. You have to pursue it if that's what you want to do in life, and and look where it got you. So obviously, it's uh, mm-hmm. it was a good experience for you. So
1: yeah, no, thank you, thank you for that. Um, and now that I have kids of my own, I sure. realize how important it is to uh, help them listen to themselves, uh, make sure they can identify what they what they like. Uh, be true to themselves, and us, uh, my wife and I as parents, um, try to help in any way we can uh, so they can uh, blossom on their own, not because we tell them to or we want them to Sure. uh, in some specific ways. Uh, The best example is my dad is, like I said, he's a doctor, he's a physician, and that he never uh, once told me or my brothers anything about medicine, right? Because then uh, um, there are many parents that want their kids to follow their steps in terms of profession or um, any kind of decisions, and we never heard that. He was really respectful, um, and he recognized that we had different interests and rather than being a a a pushback or not um he became our our, they my parents became our our best cheerleaders so now that for any young parents that are listening like myself it's important to recognize that and
0: respect it Uh, i have a funny story so uh, one of the you know Star Wars, everybody loves Star Wars, but there's the new ones. So one of these young guys, uh one of the uh, African American young actors who play one of the roles, he's you know you know how it is when you are trying to be an actor and you, you, you keep you basically have no life until you make it, and a lot of them don't even make it. So anyway, yes. so that's the kind of life he has, and is a young young guy and. Uh, his parents, his mother telling him, when are you going to get a real job? When are you going to get a real job? When are you going to... And he says, no, Ma, you know, I I, I want to try this. So anyway, he finally gets the role in Star Wars. He's completely over the moon. He's so happy. He calls his mother and says, hey, Ma, I've got news for you. And he says, oh, what is it? And I got offered this role in Star Wars. I. This is huge. And, and uh, she goes... Really I'm really happy for you. Does that mean now uh, you're gonna get any uh, get a real job much easier? <laughs> so, so it's you know parents some parents always follow their own they don't they don't see anything else but you know it, it, sometimes it works sometimes it doesn't. So uh, Francisco this was great uh, I I wish that we could continue but obviously we've already gone over. So thank you for your time. So tell us, how can people reach you? Uh, give us your contact information.
1: Sure. Um, first of all, thank you for having me. I really enjoyed this, Nick. And I'm really looking forward to our part two conversation because there are many things we could uh, yes. expand on and discuss that will help your listeners. Um, anybody uh, can reach me at francisco at com. That's my email. Um, I'm really, I think I'm semi-active in LinkedIn. I try to post every, uh, two or three days with, um, tips regarding Amazon, new findings that we discover. Um, and also I'm really, I like to share, like I said, I like to share experiences. I share what I read. I share what I learn. Uh, so, uh, you can find me on LinkedIn. Uh, just type Francisco Valadez. Um, and you'll find me right away
0: Um, great
1: that's probably the best way to reach
0: great so i encourage everybody this is one i i you know we we met before and then today we spent some time and he's very passionate and and when he says something you better listen because he knows (laughs) what he's talking about so uh with that uh thank you for being here uh, francisco thank you uh, thank you for inviting me, Nick. Um, um, it was a pleasure. And the same here. And this brings us to the end of another episode. And I'll see you on the next one. If you enjoyed today's episode, be sure to subscribe, rate, and review the episode. And share it with someone you think would benefit from it, too.